Hello and welcome to Heart Shaped Heroin Radio with your host, myself, Angel Quintana, and my co-host, Susan Hewitt. Susan, please say hello. Hello, everybody. Super excited. Very excited to be here. I know, me too. This is our first show and um, just wanted to give a shout out about uh, what Heartshaped Heroin is. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the website, it's heartshapedheroin.com. And basically, Heartshaped Heroin is an art of humanity movement designed to create positive change in the world. We seek to inspire our audience to think outside the lines let go of the negative influences of society and the media that promotes perfectionism and yield other damaging consequences. Through Heart Shape Heroin Weekly radio show, uh, myself and Susan, we are going to be discussing some thought-provoking topics to expand awareness around propaganda, holistic living, self-empowerment, and so much more. Join us every Friday for pro-happiness fuel for the brain that will leave you exhilarated, hopefully anyway, uh, ready to take charge of your own life and be a holistic leader of tomorrow. So welcome to our show. Um, Tonight we're going to be discussing a little bit about the principles that make up a heart-shaped heroin and more importantly, the pendulum principle. Um, But before we get started, I just want to um, give a shout out that, you know, being heart-centered is not something you're born with. This is something that we practice every day and really to be more heart-centered in our life and relationships and even our business relationships. So let's take a moment to really get centered and dive into some of the principles that make up what really makes a heart-centered person. Well, thank you, Angel. That was wonderful intro to this such an exciting experience that we have with this new radio show just to be able to inspire others to be more heart-centered and to also be able to inspire ourselves in this process because this is something that really means a lot to us. So um, out of this whole journey as far as being able to identify the four principles that we came up with, it really was a labor of love with things that we've dealt with ourselves. And so the four principles that we're going to be weaving through our shows, um, paint a picture of who a heart-centered person is, how we want to be, and it's a continual process and it doesn't stop. So this is a reciprocal process we're going to be learning as we're also going to be teaching and talking and discussing about some of these really important topics and passionate things that we're really passionate about. So we have to be mindful of this process too, and this is something that we've been talking a lot about, is how do we combat negative influences in the world? so that we can be more heart-centered? How do we fight this um, that can, you know, being hurt and being rejected or coming up against this pain that makes us feel stuck, that makes us feel like, I'm going to put up the walls and be more cold, and in that way, I'll be safe. I won't be hurt anymore. And really the fact is, is that it doesn't keep us from being hurt. It really just keeps us stuck in a negative space. So out of this place, we came up with these principles to be able to trust and to be able to feel safe and interact with the world. So some of the principles in our overview, we'll just talk really about the first few, um, and then we'll just go into a little bit more about the first one. So um, I don't know, Angel, do you want to talk about like what the name the principles, the four principles that there are, and then I'll go ahead and talk about the pendulum principle, which is the first principle? Um, yeah, maybe we'll just start with, uh, you know, just a little bit about how we came up with the four principles and, you know, how that really transformed Perfect. because, you know, it's so funny. This this radio show happened organically. 
I mean, and that's right. some of the things we're going to be talking about throughout the series um, on the show is really just how you let things unfold the way that they're supposed to happen. And that's truly when I think the magic happens. So, um, yeah, just briefly, um, the four principles to a heart-shaped heroine is, um, one, the pendulum principle, the polarity principle, the persona principle, and the prosperity principle. So I'll let you go ahead and talk about okay. a little bit about what the principles are. And then more importantly, we're going to be discussing the pendulum principle tonight and really get that discussion going. Okay, perfect. So um, just an overview on those principles, you know, just in life when we're finding ourselves face-to-face with these roadblocks and really just on the edge of experiences that can make us feel really stuck and disempowered, whether we're trying to grow and stretch and move forward, achieve our purpose, but we're finding ourselves in these situations where we're feeling hurt, disempowered, but we're not realizing why. And it's easy at that point to be able to shift the focus from a real inner focus to looking at ourselves to more of the outer focus. We need to blame. We need to figure out what the reasons are that might be outside of ourselves. And really, we know that it's not just a cliche. Most of the answers lie within. So part of the principles have to do with being really honest with ourselves and being able to take a hard look in the mirror regarding checking what's called our blind spot in life. And we all have one. And if we can think about when we're driving down a freeway, down the road, and what happens in a car if we don't take the time to check our blind spots, we can get in a really bad crash. And the same thing happens in life, that if we don't take, a time, take the time to check our own blind spots, we can find ourselves in interpersonal crashes and crashes at work because we're constantly thinking that maybe it's not something in our blind spot that it's, we have to do the blame game or we have to think that it's some, something outside of ourselves and come from that victim place. So really, it's these roadblocks and rejections that we perceive happening that is a signpost that maybe we need to take a look in the mirror at ourselves. And we can gain so much more power and strength when we do this. And when we really hone these principles that we're going to be weaving through our shows, it's not going to just be we're going to have different wonderful themes that we're super passionate about, but each theme, there's a principle that we can touch on and relate back to so that really these principles become an anchor for us to become more heart-centered and to develop more of the relational capacity that's going to make us successful in every area of our life. And um, it's really that relational capacity that will make us prosperous, which is one of our principles, the prosperity principle. So... We do need to take a look at ourselves in these. This is a hard thing that I've had to do um, when I was getting my training to be a resident repatterning practitioner. One of the trainers said, um, you know, oftentimes in life, it is so easy to lean into the victim mentality. But she looked straight at the group and she said, it's always you, it's always you, it's always you. And I at first took issue with that and I said, what are you talking about? It's always me. Like, that sounds really rude when maybe something really bad has happened to me. But what she was trying to help us see as a group is that if we don't look at the experiences that we've attracted and the responsibility and the accountability and the role we've played, that we won't ever grow. Because maybe in the experience there was a 5% element that was us. So let's focus on that because that's all we can control. 
versus what happened to us. So it was a really neat lesson because while things that happened to us, maybe some bad things really legitimately happened to us, but if in just general relational ways we can discuss how could this have, you know, what has been on my plate, how could this be part of my blind spot, then that's where the growth comes. So that's kind of what that trainer talked to me about, and it really inspired me. Mm. Yeah, any thoughts on that for, for you, or I can also just kind of get more yeah, into the Yeah, of course, you know, so many things come up. Well, one is maybe I'll just start with just briefly talking about how you and I came into each other's lives. Right. Um, yeah, that it's serendipitous. Like I said, when you're pushing things to go one way and they happen another, it's for a reason. And I really feel that you and I were meant to come together at this point of our lives because there Absolutely. was something for each of us to learn from each other. And the irony in that is that Season and I went to high school together. And we didn't really know each other that well then. Um, we didn't reconnect until earlier this year in 2013. And um, she came to me uh, lo looking to you know, help grow her business and develop her brand and um, take her resonance repatterning skill set amongst her other skill sets and turn it into a business that truly makes a difference in the world. Um, that's what I do with my clients, and that is what Season helps people do with um, blocking some of the blocks to help them get to the next stage in their life as well. So um, when I hear you talk about, you know, it's always us, it's always us, it's always us. Mm -hmm. It's like I ended up working with Season on her brand, but what ended up happening was I ended up hiring her too. And that's yeah. kind of the beauty when you let go of your ego for five minutes and, and admit that you have problems and you're heard about things that are keeping you up at night. And as a business owner, and I'd like to think of myself as a successful business owner, there is always room for growth. And you, I, I always say that owning your own business is the best um, self-work, self-development uh, course of your life. And so when I hired Season, it was really getting me down to the nitty-gritty of really figuring out, like, how did I play a role in some of the situations that had happened in my business and how I could actually see my part in it so that I could become more heart-centered and stop feeling resentful and um, heal some of those open wounds. Absolutely. And that's just, you know, funny when we talk about how we met because when I reached out to you, that was coming from a place of, you know, I need some help. And there are certain things that I needed really to acknowledge that I didn't have the answers to. And so that's when I reached out to you and not realizing until you said what your maiden name was that we had gone to high school together and that we had, you know, been in that space, but here tw almost 20 years or 20 year um, high school reunion <laughs> is next year, which is so crazy. But um, that, you know, now it's like we've really developed this connection, and that's kind of what the radio show is going to be really neat to, to explore is just all those unspoken conversations, too, that we have been having separately but really on a journey that's brought us together now. So having separately but also having them together in a way. Um, but I did. It was like when I reached out to you, it was coming from this place of I can see that there is a need here, that there is some lack in me. And I faced that, and it didn't scare me. It was almost when I embraced that, I gained power in that. And working with you 
it was like amazing because what you do so well is help us to see our gifts in ways that we can really use our gifts to attract more people to us. And so I've I've been able to do that and, you know, coming to this pendulum principle, when we're ego based, when we're attention seeking, when we're coming from that place of needing all of the accolades and, you know, that's the motivation of why we do what we do, energetically we really don't attract people to us or really the experience that we have won't be as successful. So that's kind of where this first principle came up that was so important is asking ourselves, am I repelling or attracting? And this pendulum principle came up for me probably a month before I called you, which was I was at work doing my job as an um, addiction counselor for adolescents and I had a really disempowering kind of moment with a student and um, it was it was quite painful actually. She, you know, I work with another counselor and she just had a different experience with the counselor and she basically would shut down when I came in and she just kind of wanted to work with the other counselor. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm thinking that I'm trying to do the best that I can here. And is it this population? You know, what what is going on? Like, is it her? She's just, but clearly she's opening up to this other counselor. And I'm trying to, I'm saying to myself, I'm doing everything right. What I had to realize is that, no, there was something about me that was repellent to her. And it, it was just a moment where I was like, you know what? I can look at that. I can look at how I'm talking to her, my tone of voice. Maybe I'm jumping too quick to the core point and she needs more of a meandering to that. And that's what the other counselor provided. And when I really saw that, I had to say to her, you know what, I want a good connection with you. And I realized in order to do that, I have to take a look at myself and what I'm bringing to the table here. And when I did that, you know, we got to laugh about it and have a sense of humor and she still preferred really connecting with this other counselor, but it was such a learning experience for me. And it also is what helped me see, like, you know, this population, it is a tough population, and I have such a wonderful experience when I'm working with women, you know, working with adult women that are moving forward, that want to look at their blocks, that are wanting to heal and grow. And so why don't I focus on that? Because I have this great skill set. I've been doing three weeks and three months. And so that's when I, you know, reached out to you and said I want to more develop that aspect of my professional life. So it took that moment of, like, acknowledging that I was repelling, realizing what my gifts are, and being able to reach out to you. And you, you were able to also share with me and see in me what I wasn't seeing in myself. So, again, back to this principle, this being able to identify within ourselves, acknowledge when we're repelling, when we're attracting. And we obviously want to remove, you know, move from repelling to attracting other people because it's increased support that really helps us cope with stress. It helps us heal our bodies. It helps us be successful when we're able to have support. And if we're repelling people, we won't have support. We won't have the support that will equal health. So, like I said, we could be in a cycle of doing both, you know, and it's our ego and not... To, you know, not having the humility to look at our blind spots that can keep us stuck and never, ever notice when we're repelling. So with this principle, when we come into balance, we can develop that ability to say, you know, I might buy, be in my repellent mode, so how can I swing into the attract mode? And this will happen when we're honest with ourselves, circumstances at work, school, 
or in social situations provide what's called a microcosm of life. So if we're having a certain situation with someone at work, and it's, it's maybe really caustic, we can say, hey, how is this happening at home with my kids? Or maybe with my husband. Am I butting up against the same dynamic there? If this is happening right here at work with this person, I can maybe generalize that this could be happening at home or at school or in my social dynamic. And so that's another way that we can get honest with ourselves and, and really let the fear and security aside and be able to accept ourselves and be vulnerable, which we're going to talk about that in a different show and how, how, how powerful that is. Mm -hmm. So when we attract others to us, we just attract success, abundance, love, prosperity, all the things that we want. So that's kind of the point of why this principle is so important. Absolutely. It's funny because I, I have a saying that I say all the time, and it actually fits perfectly in with this principle. And it's a Buddhist proverb. It's the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And I, I use this a lot in, when I'm teaching marketing and branding. And it's just showing people, you know, when you look in the mirror and you look at how you're doing things, it's good chance that you're doing those same behaviors, those same tactics in other areas of your life. And as hard as it might be to look at yourself and, you know, find your role in it, <laughs> because uh, right. I do believe, like the saying goes, it's always you, it's always you, it's always you. Um, there is a role that we're playing in the uh, areas in our life that aren't how we, where we want them to be. And it's about finding the, I mean, there's a saying that there's a gift in everything. So even when it's tormenting and devastating and annoying and anger arises and all those things, the thing that blossoms from that pain or from that agitation is like a flower, like waiting to be watered and nurtured yeah. and bloomed. You know, it's like amazing to me. I mean, I uh, just finished writing my memoir for a book that I have coming out um, just before Thanksgiving. And it was like heart-wrenching to write this. And then I look at where I am now in my life compared to when I, this happened, this situation happened in my life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it took like that much pain and turmoil for me to see like this big life purpose that was like waiting for me. But I had to like get over the anguish and the pain and the anger and the hurt to be able to see those gifts. And I guess that's where my business began to blossom is when I started using that talent in my work and that it sounds like you had a similar experience season when you were transitioning potentially from working with um, the addiction as, a, as an addiction counselor and then now moving into a new role which mm -hmm. might have been prompted by that counselor absolutely yeah <laughs> it, it really was it, it really was in many facets but it also reminds me of something that I say um, to especially the family members that I'm working with because they really view, view when they come in and they're trying to help their person that has an addiction as a tragedy. They view it that way and it's tragic for them and the whole thing just feels very heavy. And so I reference that the Chinese have a character that they use for communication and it's the same character that they use for tragedy is they use to communicate opportunity. Mm. And so that in every seemingly tragic situation that we face in life, there is lurking a grand opportunity. 
And so then I'll have people ask, well, what is your opportunity in this? And so everyone somehow ends up finding an opportunity. And it usually has to do with being more aware, having more self-love, looking at themselves and how they've possibly contributed and what they can do to stop fixing, controlling, and rescuing, but really move into personal growth and greater consciousness. So it's just always a neat exercise, focusing on that problems and the opportunities you know, paradigm, which also is one of the keys of the work um, that I do is being able to shift whatever problem seems so scary and so daunting into an opportunity where people just stop, you know, they start losing energy for the problem. It's become something that they might even laugh at, you know, a problem that they felt so blocked by they could start finding quite, you know, humorous even. So not to minimize whatever the problem is, but it's just kind of how the work works. So that's really cool, your story too, about the pain that you had that you are going to highlight in your book and how that provided kind of a foundation for you to do what you do, which has really been amazing and it's touched a lot of people's lives. So it's really inspiring. Yeah, you know, it, it actually just brought up a really interesting point. I have this, um, when I'm helping people with like visualization boards and things like that, I make them, instead of just, you know, pinning uh, magazine clippings to like a cork board or something, I have them make a video. And in the video, I have them put um, questions because the brain um, wants to answer questions. So when, say, you have something un unfortunate happen to you during the day, traffic, you're having a bad day, you're pissed off about everything, and then you ask a question. So most people ask negative questions. Oh, why is that person so stupid? Oh, I can't believe that just happened. Oh, you know, and then they go into this, you know, just negative mind chatter, which we're all guilty of. I mean, clearly, I <laughs> name five things that happened before 10 a.m. that I was like, why am I saying that to myself? So Absolutely. To, <laughs> to correct that, it's like asking the, like, forcing yourself to ask positive questions because what's going to happen is your brain is going to start searching and all of its files and like down all the downloads that you've been doing and trying to find the answer. So here is where this creative process could really be ignited. So instead of being like, you know, why did this happen to me? It's like, where's the opportunity in this? Mm -hmm. How can I see this in a mm -hmm. way that's going to benefit me? Cause then your brain's like, Hmm, how, yeah, how could I? How could I use this? And so I have this, you know, there's this another saying, <laughs> excuse me, that I'm going to probably be always the person that says that there's a saying because I've maybe read too many quotes or too many books in my life, but there is um, oh, a quote. Super inspiring. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this quote that's, um, uh, it's about creativity. It's the more, the more creativity you use, the more that you have. And I find that to be so true with myself. Um, I'm always asking questions. You know, when I, even when I watch like 60 Minutes or I'm watching something where I don't really understand, maybe it's like a little too political and I'm not really educated enough in that topic or something, I ask questions because I want to make sure that I understand the fundamentals and then I find how it's going to serve me. So that's the beauty. It's like when people are trying to discover how to, you know, create this brand for their business or they're trying to um, in, improve their marketing efforts and all these things. It's like when you are uh, tapped into your creativity, it's like there's too many ideas because you've asked too many qu good questions is how I like to see it. Mm. Wow. That's a really good point. And that really speaks to probably the kind of foundational principle 
of how prolific you are in, in that creative process. So that's cool. I really liked hearing that myself. Thanks. Really neat. So, well, I'm, I mean, if there's anything else you want to talk about the pendulum principle, because we're going to be talking about this for the weeks and years, hopefully years to come as we develop Heart-Shaped Heroin Radio, um, we do want you to know that Heart-Shaped Ra- uh, Heroin Radio is not just radio, it's a movement um, in the art of humanity, and we really are seeking to create positive change. So if there is anyone that's listening to these calls and they're resonating with uh, what we're talking about and the pendulum principle and asking better questions and seeing how the ego is affecting your daily lives and you want to move past those things, I mean, season, please do tell them about the soul shift because I know from firsthand from working with you that the stuff works. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, just back to the pendulum principle, the, the one thing I'll say if I can be so bold, is that it's, it's definitely one of the most important principles because if we can, and that's why we have it first. I mean, if we can kind of really master this, but it's a process and it's really never ending, then we will be balanced with the polarity, which we'll get it more into. We'll be able to have that persona principle, which is really being authentic and real, which will equal prosperity. So that pendulum principle about really being able to be honest with ourselves, taking a look in the mirror, being responsible for our steps, um, we will attract people. And that's part of what this principle is about. But, yeah, with the soul shift, um, it's just, you know, with your process, what you do and really helping people create a brand and have a vision for what they want to do, maybe with a small business, their purpose is just so unending, really. If there's fears that come up, insecurities, blocks about moving forward in that process, really a lot having to do with our own self-worth and and self-love that we really feel that we're just up against. It's creating this block to see our vision. Then definitely, like, please reach out. Check out my website, that angeldesignthesoulshift.com, and reach out to how I can, you know, really help support and removing these limiting and negative patterns that just keep us stuck. And it's really a waste because we have so much in us to give but if we can just remove these patterns that might not even be our patterns, they're just generational things that we're holding on to, then we can shift into the positive patterns that we can develop and create now to just live more of our purpose and have more of a enhanced well-being and move forward and create the life we want. So absolutely, I'm just happy to support that and offer that service. You know, that brings up one last point I'd love to make is um, – I always say that, you know, when you discover this life purpose, which sounds so big and huge and grandiose maybe at times, it's for me, starting a business around your life purpose is synonymous. They go hand in hand. They go together beautifully. It's a way to bring about independence and creativity um, at its fullest. And that's something that I help my clients with, um, just like I did with Season. And so if there's anybody that is listening that is looking to you know, that's been through something in their life. They've overcome something and they're sitting there going, I've been through all these experiences. What were they for? Because that is exactly where I was sitting. It's like, how could I have gone through all that pain and turmoil and I came out and I feel strong and now I'm ready for more. I'm ready to sink my teeth into what I'm here to do on this planet and create a brand around it. 
um, then please do visit holisticfashionista.com. There's so many good free resources on there. Of course, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, but just get started with what Holistic Fashionista really is all about, and it's really about stepping into your power, breaking some of the rules and the chains that we hold on to uh, on ourselves and seeing what's on the other side. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us at Heart Shape Heroin Radio. We look forward to serving you next week um, in the topics to come. Uh, thank you again, Season, for an amazing show. I'm already so inspired, and you know me. I'm probably going to go end up writing, you know, some kind of a memoir about what's going on here because I'm already having some transformations taken, taken upon myself right now after this show. So thank you for your gifts. Well, absolutely. I echo that. I myself, like I said, reciprocal process, inspired, synergizing, and just pure gratitude to you and this process, and can't wait to connect more with our audience as well. Awesome. Well, till next week, till next Friday, please tune in. This will happening every Friday um, evening. So if you are staying home to maybe lay off um, some wine for the weekend, maybe tune in and or even have your glass of wine during the show because we're going to hopefully be awakening um, the beauty inside of you and help transform some of the hurt and the pain and turn it into prosperity. So good night, season, and to everybody listening. Thanks, Angel. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.